Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are, when you're listening to this recording, that you are listening to your spiritual guidance and your intuition. I hope that you're staying open giving yourself space and grace to receive the messages that are sent to you from your ancestors, from the benevolent spirits around you, from your higher guidance and prime creator. This also includes your holy guardian angel, the archangels, and yes, even your romance angel and your dream angels. We have a lot of angels around us and they always help us. And it's been a long road for me to come to the understanding that these things are real. They do exist and they do communicate with us all of the time. There was a video put out today by somebody that I keep Half the time, I think she's 100% right on, high vibration, good information. Then every once in a while, she bounces out with something completely false. And today was no different. And it was, she didn't want to spread uh, negativity or be a fear monger, but her video was disturbing ish I mean it it, it was absolutely nonsensical so I don't know if you guys listen to the higher self channel on YouTube Uh, I would have to say that half of their stuff is real and half the stuff they promote it's like they're not using their own spiritual discrimination like at all (laughs) like they don't have spiritual discrimination Um, it's weird it's just really really weird like a lot of the stuff they put out there it's like whoa that's not even good or real or true information and today was no different they put out this video from this person whose last few videos were fine and then this one's not and it's I don't know what to make of it. I mean, why is she clear sometimes and not clear ahead other times? And I'm not just bashing her. I mean, I I care a great deal for this person. She seems genuine and she believes what she's saying, but you have to use your discrimination, right? 
So even though we're getting messages all the time, we have to know where they're coming from. (laughs) And if it's just a spirit messing with us or if it's just our subconscious mind or it can be past life, uh, Akashic record from a past life. I mean, there's so much information available to us, but you have to use spiritual discrimination when you are listening to your spiritual intuition. Anyway, um, if I say a little bit of the information that was in the video that made absolutely zero sense, I talked to my higher guidance about this. I talked to prime creator and he's like, no, none of this is real. Um, she's saying that now there's higher dimensional beings that are getting, uh, they're eating our energy from our hearts they're like eating our love energy and absorbing our love energy for their evil purposes. <laughs> um, what's he, how's he, what, what? <laughs> how does that even begin to make sense? Love is the highest vibration. There is pure, true, unconditional love. The love that Jesus permeated throughout his body and his aura and indeed throughout the world for the people who are willing to receive that energy they hold that in their hearts right now and if a being is putting you into fear it's shoving you back into your fight or flight which is not in your heart baby it's psychologically in your stomach it's chakra that it, it screws with your chakra energy of um, your survival is your first chakra your ego is your third chakra your sexuality you know if you fear um it doesn't mess with you. They don't send seem to, they kind of do mess with you sexually, but usually first and third chakra is what's being attacked when um, a being is trying to make you feel fear. But the thing is, if you're living in the fifth dimension or above, or if you're in the upper fifth dimension or the seventh, none of this is going to affect you anymore. It's over. <laughs> you know, um, if a being is making you feel fear, it means that you are not doing your own spiritual work and you're stuck in the third dimension. You've shoved yourself back down there into density. I mean, this person's saying that she's been doing battle with beings that are feeding off of her heart chakra. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Because a being that is of the love and the light that is the heart chakra, that means they are generating their own love and light. So four or five things wrong with what she said. I don't want to go more into this other than I just want you guys to always use your spiritual discrimination. If you hear something and you get a little uh, feeling in your gut, (laughs) then you know it's not true. It's complete BS. My heart sank a little when I heard her say these words. I was just like, dude, not again. It seemed like she was on a very high vibrational path. And then suddenly she dipped down and then she went back to the high vibrational path. I'm like, 
Well, good. She, she, she uh, fixed her course. She adjusted her course correction, you know, the way that, um, the way that they did during the Apollo missions on the way to the moon, they used slide rules. They had to keep readjusting their course. And sometimes you get a little bit off course, got to readjust and go back. And I've seen her do this two or three times where she's like, right on a hundred percent, right on, right on, right on that way. What? <laughs> Whoops fell off the uh, wagon again, did we? The spiritual wagon. (laughs) It's very weird. I mean, it's like we're not under attack from seventh dimensional beings or higher dimensional beings. None of that's true. None of that's true. So, I mean, if you guys do go around the internet looking at videos and articles and a lot of the information is absolutely bull. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of the information is not true. You have to use your own discernment whether you believe something or not. Now, today we're going to go over, hopefully, what will be the very last episode on the Chakras series that I've been doing for the past eight weeks. I think today will be the final one because there's not, there's not a whole lot of information. And to be honest, it's not anything that I studied in my mystery schools. I didn't get to it or maybe it just wasn't covered you know there are 12 main chakras you know seven in your body and five outside of your body and then but according to sanskrit writings from thousands and vedic writings from thousands of years ago you know we have up to eighty-eight thousand chakras or more i mean you know so i'm not there's no i could go over all of them right is, you know, there's got to be a limit. <laughs> there's a line. We're not going to cross it. <laughs> but there's so many, so much conflictual information. And a lot of people just talk like a man with a paper butt. <laughs> uh, there's one um, website called chakras.info. They're right on up to seven chakra after that they just don't know what the hell they're talking about uh there's even a guy who's been meditating for 40 years in the traditional sanskrit way he's read all the teachings and he left a comment and he was just like completely well kind of judging them he's being kind of a dick about it to be honest but i read his comment first because i was scrolling down and and i accidentally skipped past the part i was looking for and I saw his comment. I'm like, eh, judgmental much, you know? And then I went back and I read what they had to say. And I was like, oh my God, their information is completely wrong. False. Everything past the seventh chakra. It's like, they just they're making crap up. It's like they went to another crappy website where people didn't have the right information. And what this guy said is like, you're, you're, his comment that the part that I felt valid was valid is like, these are people who have not, um, they've not done the spiritual work. They just wrote what they thought would be a cool niche website and maybe put out some information and they didn't really do the spiritual work. They didn't spend 30 years meditating. They didn't spend, uh, 20 years developing their personality according to what God wishes for us to have. You know what I mean? Like they didn't, and I don't mean I don't mean nothing to do with religion. I never speak of religion when I talk spiritual stuff. 
his religion is a whole nother ball game. That's just a bunch of blind faith taught to us by pompous old men that would have you believe everything that they say. And they didn't really do the spiritual work either. <laughs> More often than not, I mean, they just didn't do the spiritual work. Reading the Bible is not doing spiritual work. I mean, Jesus said, if thine eye be single, thy whole body be filled with light. There's your damn clue. If, if, if a preacher man hasn't done that, he hasn't done his spiritual work. That's due diligence. That's spiritual due diligence. And I, I have no patience for spiritual laziness, you know? And it just, when I was reading this, this website earlier, I was just like, dude, that's spiritual. It's a height of spiritual laziness. Just like regurgitating what some other website said and it wasn't true. And I mean, a very simple muscle testing, asking God and connecting to your guides and connecting to your spiritual team and connecting to your higher self. And, you know, I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, if you're not psychically and telepathically communicating yet, you don't, you don't have to be, you can still use a pendulum. You can use, you know, you just have to have to keep your body clear of, of negative energy. You got to keep your, your soul, um, at the forefront. You know, you have to keep your mental body clear, your emotional body clear. And I've told, I've mentioned it many, many times how to do this the way I do it. I, I imagine that there's, um, that my mental emotional body, it's, it's all overlaid. It's all in the same space, but I project my mental body in front of me. And I imagine like it's a glass case that's basically shaped like my physical body. And I open up the, uh, holes in the bottom and drain out anything that doesn't serve me or thoughts. I don't need to think anymore, you know? And then I fill it up with white, pure light. And then I take that back into my body. And I do the same thing with my emotional body. And I do this a couple times during the day, you know, three, four times a day. And I spend time meditating when I go to bed. I'm always doing the Ho'oponopono process or I'm having a conversation with divine. I mean, I try to keep my mind focused on spiritual stuff. I mean, if my twin flame is telepathing with me, then we'll have a conversation and it's usually a high vibrational conversation, you know, um, about love or about God or, you know, something high vibrational. And, um, you know, are we laughing and joking and that and laughing and joking is also raises your vibration. But, um, I don't know guys. I just, there's so much erroneous information and what I'm going to give you tonight is the best that I could find on the internet. And because I didn't study it, I'm only doing research. So you have to take everything I say tonight with a grain of salt in this episode, because I honestly don't have hundred percent of the information. I do know what um, my higher guidance is telling me. I'm using muscle testing and a lot of the information about the 10th chakra is just not even like correct, but that like what you find for the 10th would be actually for the 11th, according to my higher guidance. So I'm just going to do my best and give you the information and, um, whatever rings true. And if anything I say, gives you kind of like a uh, feeling in your stomach and your gut, your gut instinct, then just disregard. Okay. Um, you have to use your spiritual discernment. I mean, sometimes 
you'll hear information and you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then later it makes sense. Sometimes you feel like, what? It doesn't make any sense. And you get like a, a warning signal from your own chakra system, you know, from your gut and you're, and you're like, eh, that's not true. You know, like this person saying that they try to make you have fear in your heart. You don't have fear in your heart. You can have a personal attack and you feel it in your heart, but the fear is really in your gut. It's in your first chakra, third chakra, usually, you know, when it's in its negative space, you know, when your heart either loves or it does not love. I don't believe, look, I'm asking my heart guidance and yeah, yeah. It's like your heart loves or doesn't love. If your heart doesn't have the ability to love, it's like your the wheel of your heart stops spinning and you just feel like dead inside um, as far as emotions are concerned. You don't have the ability <clears throat> to love anybody, including yourself. <clears throat> if, you, um, if your uh, heart chakra isn't spinning fast enough, you either love or you don't love. A Native American man that I used to date very long time ago he told me you either love somebody or you do not and once you love them every day after that you either love them a little bit more or you love them a little bit less and that's it you know and if your love diminishes to a point where you don't love them at all that's the point at which you break up with them you know if it's a romantic or you stop being their friend if it's not romantic or whatever and he said that's just how he always believed and that's kind of how his family in his tribe taught it you know taught about love it's like you either love somebody more and more and more every day or you love them less and less and less every day and sometimes it's when you get to know somebody really really deeply you love them more you love them less and I knew he wasn't my one true love so I had to break it off before it got too deep but Every day he was right. I loved him more and more. Every day he loved me more and more. And I said, I'm never going to stop loving you. I always will. I just know that you're not what I need for my spiritual growth in this lifetime. And after this lifetime is over, then we can have a, a, another conversation about what happened with our lives. You know, and we just sat and held hands and watched the sunset one day, having this conversation and cried together. <laughs> Yeah, and then after that, we never really saw each other again. But but he knew it was true, too, on some level. So it was just like one of those things we were able to let each other go. And it's always temporary. I mean, you're going to see each other when you die anyway. When you go into the next dimension, it's when you disincarnate from this physical body. <laughs> you know, we always meet each other again anyway. Which is pretty cool. Nothing and no one is ever, 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 ever lost in this universe. But I want you guys to use discernment. I mean, just be so serious about that. Like, you know, like I'm doing my best to keep my vibration high. When I do the show, anything that I say, I try to make sure it's real. And if it doesn't sound real, I'll, I'll like ask my, my higher guidance. And sometimes like if I'm reading a book from like a million years ago or a hundred years ago, <laughs> not to exaggerate, 
like yesterday, it's like some part I just thought was completely stupid and ridiculous. I just burst out laughing while I was reading it because it's like, whatever. This guy is so full of himself. And now it, was, it wasn't the guy who wrote the book, but the guy he was talking about. And I'm like, dude, that's just so... What a moron. <laughs> he wasn't a moron, but he was just racist dick bag, basically. And I'm like, why did this guy put this in his lecture? Like, he actually had some sort of, I don't know what, admiration for this guy whose statues were pulling down even as I speak. Thank God, finally. We're finally on the right side of history by pulling those stupid statues of General Lee down. Because he doesn't deserve it. And I, I feel like, you know, the whole world should take down the statues of Columbus. He never discovered anything. He invaded a land that was inhabited by millions of people. I mean, when I went to um, Lima, Peru, I was like really angry about a statue I saw. It was an enormous statue of Christopher Columbus. And he was, he had his hand on the head, the back of a head, almost looked like he's pulling this uh, woman's hair. And she was native and she was wearing just like a little thing around her waist and and she was her breasts were showing and she looked like sweet and innocent the way that they did this art and he was shoving her down onto her knees and I hated that statue I like wanted to shoot paintballs at it or you know cut his head off or something I was so angry about that statue and I told it to my my boyfriend and how much I hated that statue and he said you're getting it all wrong The reason why we have that statue is to remind us that we should never ever forget what happened to our people and we should always be having like our diligence and our wits about us that this will never ever happen again in Peru. He says everybody hates that statue but it's a reminder that we should always be able to defend ourselves and our borders because we don't ever want to be put into a space of being subjugated again. I'm all, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) It made me feel better. I was like, oh, well, that was a cool way of putting it then. You know, yeah, okay, I get that now. And and it was like kind of, it showed him being a dick right on the statue. So it was kind of like everyone agrees, yes, that guy, he's not who we want to allow in our country. You know, so I don't know. I I'm still a little upset over this uh, woman saying the things that she said today, and then kind of like being a little bit snarky and laughing. And I'm like, I don't know if she's possessed today and did this. I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't know. I I left a message on or a little comment on the video both on her page as well as on the higher self channel page. And I just, I was like, I don't know if you are like in a different dimension as me, if you've fallen back in a third D, if you're like using your subconscious mind as your spiritual guide or what the heck is going on. Cause usually you're very clear. And I just feel like more spiritual discernment is needed. Basically, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys ever felt like 
you're in a classroom and the professor is talking and everything spewing out of her mouth or his mouth is absolutely false. Have you ever had that feeling? And it just gives you a sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach, like you're supposed to be learning from this person. And it's just like freaking, I'm paying money for this, you know? And I've, I've had that happen a couple times in, in university, very rare. Most university professors know what they're talking about. Um, you know, I had one teacher tell me that my parents spelled my name wrong and they didn't know how to pronounce it. It's like, and you speak Irish Gaelic for real? Because A, it's none of your damn business, and B, it's not up to you insult me to insult me and mock me in front of the whole class. You know, and I went to the head of the department and he actually disciplined her for that because you know, you don't do that to a nineteen year old. It's just not right. And luckily I had the good sense to bring it up and not take it to heart because I knew she was kind of unaware (laughs) sleeping person I mean she would bring up these stories from around the world and she was teaching them and then condemning the entire culture and everybody in those countries based on one story that she found in a book you know like there was a um a story about abuse in Iran about someone who had been abused by their father in Iran and she went for like an hour talking about how everybody in that country is abusive and that all Muslims in every country who's a Muslim is abusive and even though at the time I was not Christian I wasn't any religion at all I wasn't Muslim yet but it really, really upset me. I was like, wow, I know that can't be true. And then she said, Christian people aren't abusive at all. I'm like, mm, my, my stepmother who forced me to go to church would usually beat me in the car on the way home from church. She beat me almost every day in my life. She was a very evil person. <laughs> she was a narcissist and just total, totally evil. And she called herself a Christian. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that she was a Christian. Even Jesus himself wasn't a Christian. So that doesn't, that's not the end all be all good of everything in the whole wide world. And likewise, most of the Muslims I've met, and especially most of the Persians I've met, have been very deeply spiritual, very beautiful, loving and gentle and humble people. I mean, I didn't go to the country. I didn't meet all of the Persians in the world, but I've met about 50 or 60 Persians and not one of them were, they weren't abusive. They were very humble. You know, I used to go to a Persian mosque in the Bay Area. Very sweet, beautiful, loving people. And I met wonderful people in every walk of faith. And I've met some very lovely atheists. You know, so I don't know. So it's like, I, there's like that, that gut feeling of like, you know, <laughs> when someone who's up in a position of authority or they put themselves in a position of authority and then they start spewing out negative stuff or things that are um, false. And a lot of the time it's so easily penetrated. Like you could see their story and you could poke holes in it because and you could you could like use your your reason 
or or a line that I heard on um, designing women years ago. My God, why don't you use the 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 sense? If you, if you could at least use the sense that God gave a goose, you would see reason. You know, <laughs> something like that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, so I just I just want you guys to use your discernment. I mean, if I ever say something that doesn't make sense. Or maybe I'll say a couple words that sound like other words and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Rewind it and make sure. See what I said and question me. Ask me if I say something that doesn't make any sense. You know, we all can be influenced by stuff from time to time that's not true, you know? Anyway, that's all I got to ask. I'm going to talk to you guys tonight. I mean, right now about the... Uh, Schumann resonance. All right. Uh, the 1700 report states for today, the activity, if light moderate continues incessantly as in the last three days, it's been a constant oscillation on the 10 to 15 Hertz range with sporadic, more significant movements today. The relevant part goes from 10 to 16 UTC time with a series of spikes, the highest of which reached 34 hertz at 14.30. And then the 17, well, it says the 1700 report. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, is he, that's, now they're doing it again. I don't know what's going on. That's what it says. I think I read this one yesterday. So sorry. That says nine, this is 914, but it's highlighted like darker, like they just added it. I don't honestly know what's going on. Maybe they're screwing up their dates. Or maybe they just added it today. That's what, that, so that says the 1700 report at 914. So the 1700 report at 915 says, after about eight hours of calm at 1 UTC, a slight activity began with no significant peaks. So there's that. Weird. And then they have like a little space above that it's just like a circle and it says Hertz 12. So today the biggest amount was 12, but then they also said, but they have the date from yesterday. I don't know why it's highlighted darker. Sorry about that guys. <laughs> it's the same information as yesterday. Sorry about that. See, I mean, you got to always like keep your ears and eyes peeled, right? All right. Now, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh yeah, the 99. We're 99 on the Ascension Symptoms Scale. I asked, so I've been sleepy all day, tired all day. My son too, you know, he went to bed really early. He couldn't even pay attention to a movie I put on about, um, oh, by the way, if you guys get a chance, I really want you guys to see Kardec, the movie Kardec, about Alan Kardec. Um, Oh my God, what a good movie. It's about a man, the man who started the spiritist movement in France just about seven years after the Fox sisters started doing seances and speaking with um, spirits. And I think a lot of the stuff the Fox sisters did was, I mean, they used pulleys and levers and had a guy behind a curtain making noises and, and different things, but they also were mediums, but when the mediumship didn't work fast enough, they would freak out a little bit because they didn't want to lose the money. And I think that the Fox sisters were 
um, I don't think they got married and I think they were scared, you know, basically. So they're using their spirituality to get ahead, um, in a man's world. And anyway, whatever, I, I, I'm, I don't think I'm related to them. I'm not defending them and what they did, but they were real mediums, but they didn't always use real mediumship things. But this guy, um, Alan Kardec, when he started spiritism movement, he was a scientist and a professor and a linguist and a translator. And he was very intelligent, obviously. And he was married to, um, either a soulmate or his twin flame in the movie. It looks like they're twin flames. They're absolutely mad, madly in love. And he used the scientific method and applied it to the people who claimed that they're speaking with spirits. And he asked them all the same questions and they all came up with the, almost the exact same answers. And so he started writing these books and he started the spiritism movement and became a believer that spirits that have passed on exist outside the body. So that was in like 1857. And I think it started in 1852. So he, it's a really, really, really good movie about his life and about the spinning tables of Paris. So if you guys have a couple hours, um, to watch this movie, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm thinking about reading one or two of his books on here in a series. Again, I'm going to, I mean, I just finished a series yesterday, you know, the lectures, just a two-parter, but I found a book I'm going to start on Saturday that was written by a man from India, Swami Panchadasi. And it's the ebook from Project Gutenberg I'm going to read called Clairvoyance and Occult Powers. So I think I'm going to start reading that on Saturdays. And if we ever get um, our our Mason Adams, (laughs) if you're listening, I still want him to come on the show because he just released a new poetry book. So what we'll do is if I'm reading that book, what I'll do is I'll stop one week to interview Mason and then we'll continue the book the week after because it's a very long book. So I'm hoping to just like read one chapter um, per week and every chapter is like a completely different topic. So I'm kind of excited about that. All right. All right. Schumann Residence News today. Uh, California started off at 125 hertz frequency at midnight and pretty much stayed the same. It was very even keel. In fact, the chart, everything looks pretty even keel for all of the places, um, except for Lithuania. We'll get there in a minute. Um, Hofuf Saudi Arabia started off at 88. There it is. Another master number and ended at 88. So again, even kill all the way across the board. Um, Lithuania started off at 21 at four. I mean, it's at midnight and by 4 AM they were down to zero. That was the only one that had a massive movement according to this chart I'm looking at. All right. Uh, Alberta, Canada started off at 223 Hertz frequency at midnight and they went down to 217 by 4 AM. Northland, New Zealand started off at 61 Hertz frequency at midnight and ended at 63. They only went up by two in four hours at 4 AM. And Hululu, we, we just are not even listening to them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're putting out zero information. Uh, 
they're still flatlining at zero all the way across the board. Lesson 97 is short and sweet today for A Course in Miracles.org, ACIM.org. Lesson 97 states, I am spirit. I am spirit. I am spirit. That's it. (laughs) It's a pretty long lesson if you want to read it. Spirit am I, a holy son of God, free of all limits, safe and healed and whole, free to forgive and free to save the world. Just know that spirit is expressed through you. Keep your vibration high. You will always do the holy work of the one will because you're not separate. You are spirit. Lesson 97 today is I am spirit. When we come back, we're going to talk about hopefully the ninth through the 12th uh, chakras. We have more information on the ninth chakra and then just very little teeny tiny blurbs on the rest. So hopefully we'll get through all of it. And, um, well, we'll do that right after this. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards or I can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. Metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together. All right, guys, we're going to try to attempt to explain the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th chakra today. We'll see how far we get. All right. Uh, the Sanskrit name for the 9th chakra is Viyomanga, and that's pretty much the last 
Sanskrit word I heard of the chakras. <laughs> um, according to Divinity Magazine, the ninth chakra is called the seat of the soul or the mouth of God. So this one does, for me, make sense. It allows you to access your soul's code and your higher purpose. Uh, according to this article, it says that you can see this as the doorway to archetypical energies, archetypes, and patterns that play an important role in shaping destiny, basically. And this is how we access information about karma, lessons, learning abilities, doorways to dimensions, and the Akashic Records. However, that's also what the Soul Star Chakra is. <laughs> Uh, it's a beginning doorway and it's our karma, our Akashic records, and that's all the eighth chakra stuff. So why does it say, even from the same website last week, it said that about the eighth chakra. Now it's saying that about the ninth chakra. So there's not a lot of, I don't know, not a lot of information where it just seems solid to me. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, and then they're just talking about past life stuff. I think past life stuff is in your A chakra, your soul chakra, and this is your mouth of God. I think this is literally when you start to discover that you can talk to God directly and have conversations. When your night chakra is open, I think it's when you are accessing direct communication with the divine. Um where your soul star chakra is your telepathic abilities and psychic abilities and higher levels of psychic abilities. I think this is when this is open, you realize you can actually talk to God directly. You don't have to ask your ancestors or your guides anymore as much as you rely directly on prime creator. Now, according to this divinitymagazine.com, they say that the ninth chakra is located at the back of the neck where the skull lays on top of the spine and connects to the medulla oblongata and the reticular formation of the brain and the silver cord and the spinal cord. I can't tell you if this is true or not. I don't even know. Um, it says that this area has been called the golden chalice or the threefold founder flame and that it holds the cosmic intelligence and wisdom. Okay, I, I guess I'll accept that. I don't. Is this true, God? Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm again, yes, on the muscle testing that that's true. It says that your Christ-like abilities lie dormant in your ninth chakra, and says that there's spokes. There's different uh, numbers of spokes in this wheel of the chakra. I, I don't. In that series of filaments, I don't know if any of that is true. Yeah, God's saying no, it's not. Is this true that it goes from 10,000? Yeah, God's like, no, this is just a bunch of BS. All right. <laughs> it says that there um, is a, a spinning rainbow energy coming out of the ninth chakra. Is this true? Yeah, God says that part is true. Your karmic blueprint, is that? No. 
All right, God's tell me directly. This is the part of the chakra that holds the blueprint for divine man inside of you. It's like it's like the blueprint of the divinity of man, not just your specific stuff, because your specific stuff is in the eighth chakra, and the the divine blueprint of a spiritual ascended master is in the ninth chakra. That's what God is telling me right now. Now I'm looking here. Uh, God, it says here is that this. Yeah, God said I'm not going to talk about it because God said that's not what this is. Um, and then the rest of the stuff, it's based on not good information. So we're not going to go through it. Weird. Is this one right? Okay. But God said that this one's right. It says that the source of on the four winds.com. And this was somebody who had a, a shaman as a teacher. They, and they discovered on their own that there's an eighth and a ninth chakra. And, and on this website, they don't mention the others. So this is what the teacher had told this person. The source of the eighth chakra is the ninth chakra, which exists outside the luminous energy field and extends throughout the cosmos beyond time and space, which is always crystalline and pure. God saying yes to this. I'm doing muscle testing as I go along. It says this is where we can experience a magnificent expanse of creation. This chakra is associated with the perceptual state of eagle the properties of the ninth chakra are the element is spirit color is translucent white light there is no aspects of the body because it's outside the body which also means there's no glands or psychological aspects or negative expression to it but the seeds of this chakra is infinity and the instinct of this is liberation and this was interesting it says my mentor believed that the eighth chakra is where God dwells within us. The ninth chakra is where we reside within the creator. That's really ringing true for me. I think that's real to reach this area. We ascend the silver cord of light that rises up from the eighth chakra. There's only one ninth chakra for there is only one of us in spirit. Well, obviously there's only one ninth chakra, <laughs> but I think that's a really sweet website. They didn't, you know, this is what this person's teacher through his own personal meditations and whatnot. That's what he discovered on his own. I thought that was cool. All right. So, um, there's another website called the uh, called ascensionglossary.com and I don't know. <laughs> some of this information is problematic for me. I don't know if it's real or if some of it is real and some of it isn't. Let me ask my higher guidance. Is this website completely real? No. God's saying no. Is some of it real? Yeah. So basically, it says exactly the same thing. Nine chakras, the mouth of God. And then the rest of the stuff? No. Um, yeah, so there it is. It's kind of weird, right? So the tenth chakra. Now, in many of the websites I went over, 
It said that the 10th chakra is beneath our feet. Is that true? No. Yeah, God earlier told me that the 11th chakra is beneath our feet. And the 10th chakra is our solar star chakra. Um, is that true? Our soul star and then the sun star chakra is above the ninth chakra. And what do we what do we call the ninth chakra up here? This was the um and it doesn't say. Of course not. Oh, the mouth of God, yeah, okay, it does. So the mouth of God, basically when God can speak to you through the ninth chakra. And then the tenth chakra is the solar chakra is this God I'm asking God God speak through me when you can okay um, good so now you guys will get a little bit more <laughs> a little bit less fudging around because I'm like what the hell alright so okay the solar star chakra okay God is telling me this is how we connect to the Sun our own Sun It's how we get the information, the light codes, the upgrades, and the downloads through the portal that is our sun. And we're not even aware that the sun is a portal unless the chakra is open. That is what God directly is telling me to tell you guys. When I say God, I mean prime creator, one true God. So... Yeah, God's telling me on the Ascension on ascensionglossary.com they're saying that this one is sapphire. God is this sapphire. He says it's golden, but it's more is it in orange? Like it's golden white. It's uh golden only, like solid gold, like the sun. Okay. And the one in the eighth ninth chakra is silver, the eleventh chakra. 12th chakra. So God's telling me that the 12th chakra is silver. Above that. So it's like gold and then silver above that. Oh, okay. And so the, the chakra beneath our feet is um, the earth chakra is the 11th chakra. So let me, let me see if there's a, any 10th information. Okay. So according to mindvalley.com and some of their information is good. Most of their information is good, honestly. So, it says that the soul star chakra, yeah, they, they, on the, what are the 12 chakras and how do they work is the name of the article. This is problematic for me because it says that the first chakra is the earth chakra and that's not how I was taught. So they're saying the eighth chakra is a crown, but that's the soul star chakra. So. Basically, I'm going to try to fix this. Uh, the ninth chakra, they're calling it the soul star chakra. Oh yeah, they got this all screwed up. Um, oh no, okay, I see what they're doing. All right. It's also confusing. All right, so the soul star chakra... They're calling that one the seed of the soul, and that's not true. That's the next one. So they're calling this, the seed of the soul chakra is the universal chakra, is what they're calling it. 
and that it's responsible for connecting you to your universal universal flow of energy. That's also the mouth of God chakra. So that's that's the um, ninth chakra. And then it, it, powerful divine healing and psychic abilities. But see, the psychic abilities come from the eighth chakra and then seventh chakra. See, you guys, there's like so much information that's just like it's erroneous at best it's really hard to unravel I'm looking at this stuff on Ascension Glossary and a lot of this just looks like something that I don't know it's stuff that's not even true is it true? yeah God's saying no this stuff isn't even true yeah this is just not even true the false tenth gate network. What the hell? This I, this is just like the rantings of somebody who's schizophrenic. Like it's, it sounds like they raised their kundalini and then it didn't go all the way up and it went to the center of the earth and then they get all this information, but it, everything is so jumbled that it doesn't come across as actual real information anymore. All right, so we're going to try to unravel. <laughs> what is the 10th chakra? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go by what God is telling me for the rest of these, I think, because there's so much erroneous information. And even, I mean, my message is only as good as I am willing to receive the information. So I'm hoping I can be as clear as humanly possible or divinely possible. So God has told me the 10th chakra is how you communicate with your spiritual team, with God, with your higher self, with all of the highest level possible telepathic channels. You know, they're going to help you directly through spirituality. And what God is telling me is that the earth chakra or earth star, I don't know why they call it star, but earth star chakra, a lot of people call it um, the 11th. I mean, yeah, okay, actually, I'm like looking at this. See, but a lot of people have called the 8th and the 11th are getting confused or they say that the 10th is the earth star chakra. And I don't think we should get hung up on what number we call what, but God is telling me the 11 is the earth chakra that connects you to the planet. and connects you to the spirit, mother earth, Gaia. When you start to realize that everything is connected and interconnected and that you have the ability to speak to mother earth Gaia directly then that's when the eighth the 11th chakra that is beneath your feet it's a it's a one and a half to two feet beneath your feet and it's of course energetic and this is what connects you to the grids of the planet even the healing grid that I helped create when that opens you're like going to be connected to all the positive grids the healing grid, um, the spiritual grid, um, 
It'll help you to rise above the chatter of society and the unawakened ones. You know, the energies, thoughts, beliefs, um, general feelings, and the least common denominator, the gunk or the base of society, you know, where people are, you know, I don't even want to say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just getting these weird images, but okay. So basically people that don't take care of their bodies and they eat junk food and they do the basest of things. You can use your own imagination as to what that actually means. And people that don't like look into uh, their own divinity and they don't accept for themselves that they are, um, spiritual beings or divine beings or special in any way, shape or form to God and people that don't consider that we're anything but a fluke that it just happened. We're here now live for the moment and ignoring any and all spiritual stuff, right? So the unawakened ones, that would be like the least common denominator or the base of what, um, basically the basic operating on the most basic of levels. And when you're opening that chakra that's beneath your feet, the um, 11th chakra, the earth chakra, what happens is, okay, God's telling me this directly. You, You start to realize it's when you start to love everybody on the planet, regardless of what they say or do regardless of how basic they seem how simple they seem even the background people and the people that don't seem like they have anything going on at all like they're just the background people like you know if they disappeared you wouldn't even notice that they're gone and it seems like they're part of that matrix and they're not even real you know that they just seem like they're running on rote programs. And I don't know if that's really true or not, but it it has that there's energy to certain people. Like when you get on the bus, you know, there might be 50 people on the bus, but 30 of them, you're not going to notice 10 of them. You might be afraid of and 10 of them. You might be like smiling at them and saying hello. Right. So it's like the background people, the basic people that don't, They don't care to look outside. They're just completely 100% asleep, right? And people that would like rob you or people that would get into political office and disappoint you (laughs) and make decisions that harm humanity. All these people are sleeping, but it doesn't make them any less holy than you. It doesn't make them any less holy than Jesus or anybody. They're just asleep. They're unaware. They're operating at a basic level. And someday, maybe in this life, it could happen in five minutes, or maybe they are going to be taking 10,000 more lifetimes or 20 or maybe three more. Everybody awakens at a different stage, at a different... I mean, everyone's story is completely different because God is infinite in his ability to create an infinite number of stories and we all have our own journey and our own story and we're all loved equally by divine but the people that are 
seemingly not coherent, you start to realize that you love them too. The people that are evil, people that are purposely evil, people that are committing evil acts because they're hungry, you know, like robbing you on the street because they've got nothing or they're addicted to drugs or, or the politicians in power that purposely do things to hurt large groups of people like starting wars and uh, allowing women and children to be bombed. For example, that would be, um, if you could get to the point where you love every single person on the planet, regardless of what they do, regardless of who they are, regardless of how they operate and work with their lives. Even if they're pure evil, you can still love them. You don't invite them into your home. <laughs> you don't tell them where you live or your social security number, but on a very impersonal level, you begin to see your interconnection with all of the people. You see your interconnection with the plants, the trees, the rocks. You feel your connection to all the animals. You start to understand that there is a web of life and the interconnectedness includes you and the energy of God runs through every single thing from the tiniest little bee to the largest mountain and everything you start to see and you become aware of your connectedness to mother earth, Gaia, Pachamama. When that chakra beneath your feet has opened. And sometimes it gets to point where when that's opened, you can okay, so God, I'm, I'm like, like constantly doing muscle testing through this one. I feel like I'm stumbling in the dark until God shows me the light a few feet ahead of me. <laughs> few, oh, there's a light. There we go. Okay. Um, so when I, I dropped acid once in um, Arequipa, Peru, I was sitting on the bridge and watching the people go by and think I had an electric grin. I was trying not to, but <laughs> you can't help it when you're on acid. And I started living everybody's experience. Like I, if I looked at someone too long for a couple, three or four seconds, I knew everything about them. I knew everything about them and how I knew was because that chakra opened when I did the acid that day. And I remember that is the time, like sometimes before I was able to look at someone and kind of maybe tell things like things that might be floating around in their aura, even though I can't see auras, I would be able to pick and pluck out ideas, thoughts, you know, just bits and snippets in my, my psychic ability came online with a vengeance that day. And I started really feeling my connection and I saw my connection to the light and the dark and the day and the night and the frightening things and the high vibrational joyous things and everything in between. And I remember looking at this little girl and I lived her experience. I, I, I felt her soul and I lived her experience with her. And then I asked the angels to surround her because she was crying. And I saw that she was being bullied at school and the mean girls were hurting her. 
and um, I started to have more and more experiences and this was like two or three years ago and I think that's when my chakra opened up was that day but it got to a point where if I looked at someone long enough I would know about conversations they had with their boyfriend or girlfriend I would start to see their interaction with their family I would start to see their familial patterns sometimes I could feel their ancestors surrounding them and it's gotten to the point now where if I'm watching TV if I wonder about a place like I could like be watching you know just a normal TV show or a movie I'll wonder about a place and then all of a sudden I become everybody in that movie and I remember what it was like to hold the boomstick to record the sound and I would remember what it was like to be the director and I know what the director was feeling and I remember what it was like when I was there because my interconnectedness through the earth chakra it's like a web and it goes through everybody and it's like your energy can run and you could go into the past into the future parallel dimensions parallel lifetimes because you got your 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 eighth chakra is open you know and then your ninth chakra where you're speaking to god and then your 10th chakra beneath or your 11th chakra i'm sorry beneath your feet you know your sun chakra is open and you're connecting to all of the people above and then your your chakra below your feet is open and you're connecting to everybody and you're connecting to their story so like when I say I remember being on this movie set was Elena on the movie set no was a part of my God the part that okay how do I explain this it's like I get into a higher observer state not just observer of me Elena but observer of all and I get into that state and I connect through the earth and it seems like there's like a if you think of your brain as having a bunch of neurons a lot of cells and they're electrical and they're just you know and that's how thoughts are created and that's how your limbs are moving well imagine it's not exactly this way but this is kind of how I imagine it is if the earth at the core of the earth is a big brain and there's all this electrical energy and you can go down into that center and your energy can connect with it and all the impulses that go to each individual on the planet you're connecting with it and you connect with their story and you can have their memories you can remember their memories through this 11th chakra beneath your feet it's really really freaky and it's something that I started experiencing a couple years ago and even now it's more and more like just the other day I was like watching suits and there's one neighborhood they were in and I paused it for a minute and I looked I'm like huh and I started to wonder about the neighborhood I started wondering about the actors and all of a sudden I saw the perspective of every actors what they were seeing what they were feeling inside their body what they were really thinking about when they were saying the lines if they remembered the lines or not and then I thought through the mind and eyes and heart of the director the boom operator the camera operator and the people that were surrounding them watching on the observers and then I became aware of God observing them all from above 
and then the awareness of God inside each of them being aware that God is God inside of them having this experience whether they were aware of God inside of them or not and that's all due to the earth chakra beneath my feet being open I know this is so insane. It sounds completely weird, but this, I'm just now getting information directly from divine as I'm telling this to you guys. So this is, I mean, if it doesn't ring true for you or you haven't opened that chakra yet, you'll get there and then you could go, Oh yeah, right. That's what Elena was saying. But I didn't know. I mean, when all this was happening, I didn't know that that was, Oh wow, this chakra opened. So that's why I'm getting this ability. It's just suddenly all this stuff is coming to me and I'm like, Whoa, it's really, really, really trippy. (laughs) I mean, I just look at it going, uh, that's weird. I mean, but there's times when I can see a parade that's happening before my eyes and I'm everybody in the parade. (laughs) I know everybody in the parade. I'm there. I know everybody as if they're my friends in the parade because I am those people. I'm the person in the front, person in the middle, person in the back. I'm all the people. I've had moments where I was everybody driving in traffic and stuck in traffic on the way to San Francisco. And that, and, but then, then the chakra shut again. It was right after my Kundalini rose all the way up. And my Kundalini was very active and that's when I became everybody in traffic. And then all of a sudden I was me again. I have a feeling that the more you work with your earth chakra, you're going to be able to see, you can walk into the jungle and see through every eye in that jungle, not just human, but all the animals. And I think that it's going to get to a point where we can open it up and we're going to know what it feels like to be every blade of grass and every tree. And we're going to know what it feels like from Mother Earth Gaia's experience as well. So it's pretty deep, man. (laughs) It's pretty deep. But, um... I don't know. I'm looking at the Ascension Gallery again on the 11 chakra, and it's just it's just BS. Don't even look at this website. I don't think it's you can if you want, but I don't think this stuff is real. I just feel like this person's in their subconscious mind, and they haven't opened what they think they've opened. So anyway, I'm shocked that this is what God's telling me that the, the eighth chakra. I mean, the, I mean the 11 chakra beneath my feet. I don't know why people get eight and 11 mixed up all the time. In uh, many tarot card decks, they get strength and justice completely messed up. Mixed up. (laughs) I can't even say the word mix. It's hilarious. So, um, so, and and people get the 8th and the the 11th chakra mix. Miss. (sighs) Messed up. Sorry. And then, so, and then on this one blog, they said the first shocker was the earth shocker, and that's not true. You're not going to open the earth shocker first. 
<laughs> you surely go crazy if you suddenly could see through every eye and hear through every ear and understand through every mind and feel through every heart. And I have not had the experience of doing all of that. I have had the experience when I did mushrooms um, years ago. Um, I think it was after my Kundalini raised actually. And I had the image that I was on a tightrope and I've talked about this before where I'm arms outstretched and I'm on a tightrope and I felt like I was hovering above the city. And as I was hovering above the city, I felt through every heart, heard through every ear, saw through every eye, thought through every mind. And the tightrope was that I was balancing good and bad emotions, good and bad thoughts, good and bad circumstances. You know, so like I could feel couples making love and I was the couple. You know, I was all those couples. And then I could feel people uh, being murdered and people murdering. You know, I saw both experiences. And then I saw people that were suicidal and I saw people that were in states of bliss and ecstasy meditating and communing with God. And I saw people that were enjoying time with their family and people that were sleeping, people that were doing drugs and having a great time. Like I, I lived, but it was only like 10,000 people. It wasn't everybody on earth. Spiritual masters that are fully ascended have had the experience through that chakra as well as our divine communication where everything is open. Um, they've been able to feel everybody on earth at once. And I can only feel like a few people at a time usually, or one person at a time. But I've had the experience where I feel like 10 people. And then when I was on the freeway that one day, it was probably two or 300 people. And then when I was on mushrooms, it was like, it felt like 10,000 people it might've only been a thousand people. But, um, the more that that opens up, and I don't think you should go out of your way to open it up. I think you should just ask your spiritual guidance to open things up as you're ready for them, as you are prepared to receive the knowledge and information of it, because it's pretty damn scary. Um, if you're not where, like ready for it, if you're not willing to accept everything that happens. I mean, I haven't connected with all the animals, but I think that might be something that might happen. And while, when that happens, what, what else can happen? Possibly you're going to become the predator and the prey. You know, that's also part of that and it's natural, but you, when, when you understand it, it's a joyous cosmic dance. And when you're not judging it from a 3D, lower dimensional perspective, then you then you accept it a lot easier. It's like, oh, okay, well, it is what it is. Animals don't have the hangups that we do about things like sex and death, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. That's uh what God's telling me about the eighth. Now, let me see what, what people have said about the 12th chakra. All right. So what I can see from this, I, it's again, there's so much conflictual information. And so 
what I can tell you from my heart guidance as I'm getting it right now in real time is that the 12th chakra is it's like your uh, it's like a galactic universal divine consciousness gateway you know there's like a, a little bit of consciousness to you know so where the what beneath your feet connects you to everybody on the planet including every tree and every animal and every human and you can use that or not you don't have to focus on that if you do focus on it and you start to live their life like from an energetic form then you have to like get back into yourself and <laughs> I mean that's you're grounding so far deep that you're going into everybody's heart mind soul you're starting to feel everything right you don't want to do that <laughs> I mean, you might want to for a few minutes just to understand somebody or to understand a family group, you know, to find out about a dynamic if you're trying to heal somebody. But, you know, for the most part, I'm thinking focus on your divine self, your higher, 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 up, 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 high vibration. But the 12th chakra, it's like, it's a doorway to the cosmos and beyond. That's what it says on wisdomdoor.com, right? But what does God say? Well, God tell me what this is. It's your way to communicate with beings that are still living on other planets. When you have this open or starting to open, you're going to start to be aware that there are other beings around you. It's like when I channel the Lyrans or the Andromedans or the Arcturians or Pleiadians, it's because... I can be absolutely aware of them there. Okay, and God's telling me when you could go to other planets too. When you can consciously be aware that you're traveling back and forth to other planets in your spirit body while you're asleep, your astral body. You, uh, that's when your 12th chakra is open, when you're aware that you're absolutely doing that. You know, uh, it says stellar gateway chakra. I've seen it called universe, universal chakra. Now on Mind Valley blog, they say that the 11th chakra is the galactic chakra. When you communicate with higher beings, but God's telling me it's just kind of the same thing. Like for the most part, um, it's all con- what they say for the 11th and 12th is all connected. So they're saying that basically your divine gateway chakra, galactic, universal, all that, it's all kind of the same thing, the highest thing. And you are able to spiritually ascend. You're able to manifest stuff 100% right now before your very eyes. You can manifest loaves and fishes and for the masses like Jesus did you can walk on water because you realize your 12th chakra when it's open you, you can walk on water basically you can think about it and food appears on your table or in your hands hot loaves of bread fresh from the oven but it appeared from nothing that's what God's telling me 
So there's the secret I've been looking for for a damn long damn time. <laughs> how do I get to that point? Well, that's how when your 12th chakra is open, when you are fully awake, fully ascended master of light. That's when your 12th chakra is open. So the communication, the telepathic communication starts with the soul star chakra. That's how you're able to talk telepathically. But when you start realizing that you are able to travel, you're starting to realize that that's when that 12th chakra started to open up, but open up. But God's tell me when you can consciously control where you are, <laughs> If you're going to be able to pop in and pop out by location, um, going to creating, manifesting a body, 100% dissolving the body you're in and remanifesting it somewhere else, creating a secondary body and going to talk to somebody on another planet or in another country or another city. That's when your 12th chakra is fully open. Uh, some of these say that that's where the gift of prophecy comes from, from like the 11th or the 12th chakra. I don't think that's true. The gift of prophecy comes from divine providence. And when your uh, brow, your, your third eye chakra is open, that's what God's telling me directly, that that's prophecy comes from there. When your third eye is active. There's a lot of erroneous information divine is telling me because people just don't know. They're not fully functioning at the correct levels of awareness that they need to, to understand. And so a lot of us are just guessing, right? We're just guessing what this is. A lot of people are just guessing. They're hoping that they're right. They're hoping that this is what it is. And as humanity adjusts and ascends more, the information is going to become more solidified and we're going to have better understanding spiritually about what's happening. That's what God's telling me right now. I mean, here's somebody saying, Oh, well the stellar gateway chakra is 12 inches above your head. Well, how is that when you have also have the eighth, ninth, 10th chakra there too? You have four chakras and like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> the chakras are bigger than what people are saying, but they're, but they're also occupying different space. They're not occupying the same space that you could see with your physical eyes. And that's what makes all of this seem so strange and erroneous. And it just sounds like BS, a lot of it. You know, especially if you're a materialist, but if you're listening to my show, you're probably not a materialist for the most part. Um, you have some kind of spiritual knowledge and beliefs and you can only really speak to what your own personal experience is, right? So let me ask God, do I have my 12th chakra open? No, I do not see obviously because I would be manifesting Snickers bars without any, uh, calories. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would be manifesting bread not made from wheat. That's what I'd be doing fresh in my hands. 
So may ask, God, is my 11th chakra open? Is my 8th, 9th, and 10th open? Yes. They're all open. But is my 12th opened? Has my 12th ever been opened? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. God just told me when I manifested that bottle of syrup. And that moment, I used my will. I just, I the force of my will. And if you guys haven't heard the story, I, I, I told the story before, but... If you're just new to the show, I'm going to tell it again. So I had some house guests over that were the, the, um, man, it was like a man and woman and they had their little baby and they were house guests and their baby and, and our baby, like, I don't know. I think they were soulmates. They knew each other from heaven or something. And they were always hugging each other and they just were like instant friends, like best friends. So it was really adorable. But, um, and my oldest kid, it was when my oldest kid was a baby. And um, my oldest kid usually didn't like other babies. <laughs> I mean, there was a baby born the same year as her. And, and she was just like, she kept rolling her eyes and shoving him away from her. Like, get the hell away from me, right? It was hilarious. <laughs> and they ended up in school together, like all the way through grade school, like for <laughs> seven years still hating each other pretty much. But I mean, now they, and I think now they talk once in a while, but <laughs> now that they're adults, but you know, so, so my, my kid, was always like, whatever, you know, just cause your baby doesn't mean you're special to me. Right. Kind of attitude <laughs> when she was a baby and now he's an adult, but he's a transgender. So I say he for, to represent who he is now. And I say she, when she was a kid and, I've already cleared all this with him. So he's like, yeah, cause it's like confusing. It is confusing just to talk about it. But anyway, so this couple, like the man was, had been, had worked with my husband like a lot of years before and they had lost touch for like 10 years or 12 years. And then they found each other again. And so we had invited them to stay for the weekend in our guest bedroom in the forest where we lived. And they were from, um, Walnut Creek, which is right outside. <laughs> it's like, ugh, I, I hate the energy of that place. I just was like, ugh, I could not get, I couldn't get out of there fast enough when I was there. It felt so stifling and white bread that I just couldn't handle it. But <laughs> all the houses are cookie cutter McMansions, and you know, I, I don't know. Look at us. We're all rich. We're all exactly the same. The houses are the same. Our cars are all the same. And we all look the same and <laughs> act the same and think the same. And it was just like Stepfordville <laughs> to me. <laughs> I had to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. I'm like, God, get me back to where the people are, are colorful in their verbiage, like how they speak and their poetry and art and wearing cool clothes and everyone is totally different with their own unique style. It's like in graffiti and, and just, just explosion of art. I mean, that's my kind of scene, right? <laughs> to go to a neighborhood where like, there's not any graffiti just irritates me. I want the creativity and expression, you know, just people that live without passion is not, they're not living in my opinion. But, um, anyway, <laughs> So, 
like nobody would be caught dead and normal in in high fashion from New York because it's too out there so everyone's like wearing beige that's not really true but that was the energy I got from Walnut Creek anyway they're from there or they were from there they're not there now because I guess they they got divorced and but anyway so they were in my house and, and because they were important to my husband and I didn't know these people from Adam or as my friend Amber says from Adam's house cat I don't know these people like at all but because they mattered to my husband the fact that we were entertaining them mattered to me and I had gone grocery shopping and I bought everything I knew we needed and I bought uh, frozen blueberries because they were out of season and I bought the pancake mix and I I thought I bought the syrup, right? I knew I bought the syrup. I felt it, right? Open up the cupboard and there's no syrup there. Shut the cupboard and I connected to my higher self. I connected to God and I was just like, this is before I gave my life over to the one will. It was before I completely took on the mantle of um, being responsible like to do what God said to do. I had not given up my will 100% to divine will yet. Whole nother, that's a whole nother day. I think I already did talk about that though. But um, anyway, I just connected 100%. I'm like, God, please, like, this is so important to my husband. Let me not have to run to the store to go get. I mean, it's like seven in the morning, nothing was open, and they were up. The babies were up. I'm like, let me just get through this morning, you know? And I'm like, and I willed it. I just somehow, I don't know exactly, but I willed it. Open the cupboard. There's no, no syrup, maple syrup. And I only ever had real maple syrup. Anyway, I shut the cupboard and imagined it there. And I willed it there, open the cupboard and there's syrup. Just like that. Just boop. There it is. Anyway, God just told me that that's, I used that, but I don't know how I did it. I don't, I want to know so badly. <laughs> but once you open the 12th chakra, then things are going to just flow like that, baby. <laughs> that is where Jesus got all of his manifestation power. He had 100% 12 chakras opened, 12 chakras cleared. Everything was 100% flowing correctly for him. You know, he cursed a tree and it died with it by his word. <laughs> he um, rose from the dead. He rose other people who were dead up. All of the miracles that he created, it was just scientific principles that he understood. They're not really miracles, but the highest form of metaphysical creation. When you become a creator God yourself, because you're already a co-creator, sure, but when you know you are a creator, you're just like, I can imagine you're completely humbled with so much humility, like, thank you for giving me everything I need. <laughs> you know, but uh, Lord Babaji, Mahavatar Babaji is a spiritual master in uh, India 
and there was a man that was getting ready to open his 12th chakra, I guess, now that I'm understanding this further. And when he was about to do it, Lord Babaji said, well, what do you need? You have one more thing. And I feel this energetic, you know, kind of, he didn't say in these words, I'm just paraphrasing, but he said, I feel this energetic dragging you. There's one thing that you wished you always had. And he said, well, you know, honestly, I, I always wanted to know what it felt like to be massively wealthy. I wanted my own castle. And Babaji waved his hand and a castle appeared before them. And they both walked inside and the man was like, oh my God. And Babaji says, this is your castle. You may enjoy it as long as you like. And he ran around, he went in all the rooms, he like tested out the beds, sat on the chairs, like looked through all the windows, climbed the stairs, looked out from the tower, everything. And when he was satisfied, he came back and he, an hour or two later and he says, okay. And Babaji says, are you finished? And he said, sure, I'm done. I am ready, master. So let's, let's get on with it, basically. And they walked outside and Babaji waved his hand and the castle disappeared. There are other stories of um, masters, spiritual masters, that um, their chilas, their students, were hungry. And they said, Master, can we please stop? We're hungry. And they said, and the master said, well, would an orange satisfy you to eat an orange? And they said, yes. So the master waved his hand and an orange tree appeared in the ground as if it had been growing there 15 years. And was filled with ripe fruit and everyone got an orange and they ate it. And then he waved his hand and the tree disappeared. So this is when your 12th chakra is open. You're fully ascended, fully awake, fully self-realized master of light. You have a hundred percent compassion. And God is telling me that this Chakra could very easily be called the miracle chakra. <laughs> he says to confuse things even more. <laughs> or the Christ consciousness chakra, if you will. But the, um, I mean, they're calling, I mean, like, I'm looking, I'm just scrolling down Google. It's like stellar gateway chakra, um, universal consciousness, divine chakra. That one might seem like, the most uh, high vibrational name, universal consciousness, seems like the best one. And what do they have to say for themselves? <laughs> they say it's ascension energies and the chakra of divinity. And then there's a bunch of information; it's not even real. But they are do they are, they do say spontaneous healing instantaneous healing, healing of self and others, telekinesis, teleportation, control over all the natural elements. God is saying this is all correct. That's what they say. Um, it's all the highest energy skills. Illuminating a space when there's no light. And it just glows with uh, a light just in general. You could walk into a cave and it'll be illuminated. Your clothes will not get dirty ever again. Your body will not get dirty ever again when you are living from that level of consciousness. 
So that's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> it, it also says you could have out of body uh, time travel beyond 200 years in any direction with this one. And it's pretty cool. I never thought about that at all. Like, is that even possible? Yeah, I've never really wanted to go that far ahead. I always want to know what's going on in the next year or five years. I have gone ahead in my life like five or six years to see my future. But 200 years, I've never thought about that. I'm not going to live that long. <laughs> so I don't know. I hope that you guys got something out of this one today. It felt a little bit willy-nilly until I connected with Divine and we got some more answers than what you can find on the internet. And that's always important to me. Um, I don't know. It says the 12th shocker will propel us to a new existence beyond time and space on divinitymagazine.com. And I think this information for the most part is okay. This is good and in, in, good information. So I don't know. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love you guys. Thank you for being here and listening to my podcast and for being on this ascension journey with me. We are all one. When you start to realize that, that's because your chakra beneath your feet, your 11 chakras opened, your earth energy chakra. (laughs) When you know, know it. When you intellectually think it, that's one thing. When you know, know, know it, it's another. So we all are one. We're in this ascension together. We're opening up all these higher energy chakras together. You know, don't don't think you're behind or that you're not as advanced because we all have a different time frame. You could be a spiritual master above anyone on the planet and you just didn't open it yet because it wasn't time for you to open it yet, you know? But we're all on the same journey. We're all going the same road. We're just walking at different paces, and there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, I hope that everything is going good in your life. I hope that you're accepting all of the good grace that God is providing to you, and you're providing for yourself. And, um, well, that's all i got to say about that, guys. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique programming unlike anything you would hear anywhere else. Um, that's it. That's it for now. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.